0: What do you get when you mix together a religious film producer and a strange tale based on the experience of five Philadelphia policemen?
1: You end up with the 1958 movie The Blob, and while it catapulted a young Steve McQueen into stardom, it also ignited a new movie craze, sci-fi.
0: But how much of the movie is fact, and how much is fiction? And what's the story that gave birth to this iconic classic?
1: In this episode, we'll separate the truth from the Hollywood screenplay, and expose the mysterious event that left Philly's finest at a loss for an explanation
0: be sure to stay tuned till the end where we'll give our personal opinions on the validity of this paranormal mystery
1: so thank you for joining us on this installment of the supernatural tendencies podcast episode one star jelly Our story begins innocently enough, with a meteorite crashing down just outside of a small community in rural Pennsylvania. But this is no ordinary meteorite. Inside is a red, gelatinous, alien organism that devours everything it comes into contact with, including the residents of Small Town USA.
0: The year is 1957, and Christian filmmaker Jack H. Harris desperately needs a hit. As a producer of nearly 250 religious films, his independent movie company is in danger of going belly up. Filmed in Pennsylvania at a cost of a mere $110,000, it was an instant success and launched the career of a 27-year-old Steve McQueen. A young Alex Karras, former Detroit Lion player and actor on the 1980s sitcom Webster, is also debuting.
1: Originally titled The Molten Meteor, The plot revolves around the discovery of a highly corrosive, extraterrestrial goo with a taste for human blood. And after some trial and error, the brave townspeople become aware that freezing is the only way to exterminate it, and seemingly put an end to its reign of B-rated terror.
0: Not really, though, because thanks to a few sequels, and an even worse remake, the Blob's legacy lived on years past its original prime. But how much of this story is for the cameras, and is any of it true? You might be surprised to hear the answer.
1: Going back seven years earlier in the city of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, two veteran police officers, Joe Keenan and John Collins, witnessed seeing a large, sparkly mass that fell from the sky. Upon closer inspection, they described the unusual mass as purple in color and resembling jelly. They remarked that it was approximately six feet in diameter and roughly a foot high off the ground.
0: Now, as if this isn't strange enough, the officers noted that it also pulsated. So, grabbing their flashlights and shining some light on the situation, it became apparent that the mysterious substance was also glowing, as if it were made up of a bioluminescent material.
1: So, understandably, the men were taken aback by what they were seeing, and unable to come up with an explanation for what this mass might possibly be. Not taking any chances, the two radioed in, and were soon joined by two additional officers, who also verified the original men's claims. This was not something any one of them could explain.
0: After a quick game of straws, Sergeant Joe Cook became the chosen officer to attempt to touch and pick up the pulsating substance. But after scooping up a handful, the jelly reportedly broke apart, leaving only bits and pieces of the mass behind in his hand. And these pieces astonishingly disappeared within just a few seconds, leaving behind an invisible film in its place.
1: Unfortunately, the entire mass disappeared roughly 30 minutes afterward, making it impossible for any further examination. But one thing all four men agreed on was that this blob was in fact a living organism. From where remained a complete mystery.
0: Now even though the FBI was called in to investigate, with no evidence remaining, there wasn't really a whole lot for them to go on. Meanwhile, the Air Force wanted nothing to do with the story. So the whole event quickly disappeared into paranormal history. Until 1958. What a remarkably similar tale hit box offices across the United States. Only this time, the mysterious substance came with a carnivorous appetite and a bad attitude in tow.
1: Now was the movie actually based on the experiences shared by these four men in blue? Or was it the brainchild of a man trying to scare hordes of 1950s teenagers using something other than the typical men in plastic suits that dominated the screen during that time? The truth may never be known, since Harris never said for certain where his inspiration came from.
0: But one thing is for sure. Many researchers have offered supposed explanations for the jelly-like substance the officers encountered that night, but none can definitively name its origin. The popular theory is that the mysterious mass was actually a common phenomenon known as star jelly.
1: Star jelly is a white or light gray substance that much like as described in the movie, reportedly falls from the sky, and may or may not be connected with meteor showers. The official answer seems to be up for constant debate, but accounts describing this strange occurrence date back to the 14th century, where Josh Gaddiston wrote of it being used for treatment of abscesses. It was even mentioned by Sir Walter Scott in his 1825 book, The Talisman.
0: Now what this gelatinous material is, seems to be a hot topic for debate, or fistfights, or both, because explanations range from space dust and goo, to frog vomit, and even that it has alien origins.
1: Beginning in 1979, researchers who examined residue left behind after a reported incident concluded that it was made up of space residue that collected in the Earth's clouds. This seems highly unlikely due to the fact that this material would burn up upon entering our atmosphere and the theory of it being related to some type of mass amphibian vomiting spree has been shot down due to no DNA being present in any of the tests conducted.
0: So is it possible that what the four officers encountered that night came from extraterrestrial beginnings?
1: It's important to note that there have been other recorded reports of Star Jelly in history, such as November 11, 1846, in Lowville, New York. Residents reported a luminescent object that fell from the sky that was nearly four foot in diameter. The object left behind a jelly-like substance with a bad odor, which disappeared shortly after being discovered, as covered in an article in Scientific American. One of the most famous reports on August 11, 1979 was that of Sybil Christian of Frisco, Texas, who reportedly found a series of purple-colored blobs of goo on her front yard after a meteor shower. The gelatinous material contained small flecks of metal, and authorities had no explanation as to its source. The press caught wind of the story, and it became a nationwide sensation. Could the metal have been lead? And it could it have possibly been from an extraterrestrial craft?
0: An investigation done by reporters and the assistant director of the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History noticed that a battery reprocessing facility was in the nearby area of Ms. Christian's property. The processing there resulted in a purplish byproduct being produced, which led to the theory that the blobs of the mysterious goo were due to this reason. However, samples taken from the plant were of a solid nature, whereas Miss Christian's were gelatinous.
1: Over several days in 1994, the town of Oakville, Washington was besieged by a mysterious gelatinous rain. The story was featured in the magazine National Geographic and the popular TV show Unsolved Mysteries, and was even the topic of an alleged conspiracy theory. An interview with microbiologist Mike McDowell claims to have tested the unknown substance, determined that it was a matrix-containing bacteria that would cause illness to anyone who touched it. He also claims that his sample mysteriously went missing, and when he inquired to his supervisors on its whereabouts, he was told not to ask leading him to believe that the substance was man-made for a specific purpose. He believed that Oakville, Washington, was being used as a government test site. A similar incident also occurred in Everett, Washington in 1997.
0: Reports of this strange gelatinous goo have been reported in Australia, Canada, Scotland, and England, and while many matched up with known meteors falling to Earth, some appear to have no known cause. As to date, no tests concluded have been able to exactly identify what the mysterious substance is, much less where it comes from, giving way to the theory that it may in fact be extraterrestrial in origin.
1: You didn't put the official pause that he usually does. Maybe in fact, extraterrestrial. In In origin,
0: origin. I'm gonna start talking. Like, what's that one guy on ancient aliens? Uh, I call him little Bill Shatner. It was live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a hole in the middle (laughs) of the earth. Every time I hear him, I'm just like, he's gonna say one sentence, gonna take 10, 15 freaking minutes.
1: Long.
0: I got time to pee and get a pop. (laughs) Anyway, One, (laughs) one sentence.
1: Anyway, so we're doing the discussion portion. Of today's topic, which is star jelly. And let me just start out by saying, um, this is the most how do I even word it? Um, confusing thing to research yet. Now now granted this is our first official topic that we've done, but I've spent hours doing little bits of research on Ditto. this, okay? Ditto. So you you tend to dive into the rabbit hole of YouTube, which has now become a cliche statement at this point in time. But you notice that that there aren't many star jelly videos on YouTube about this, and the few that I've found of people actually finding "quote unquote" star jelly is literally people walking around their yards, and they'll go, "Oh, what is that?"
0: It's star jelly.
1: What is that? There's one if you guys get time. There's one you can look up, and I can't remember the link to it. If I find it later, I'll I'll post it. Um, But. Apparently, this gentleman walks his yard every Saturday morning, which, believe me, I just, I don't completely understand. Well,
0: you never know when, you know, a case of star jelly could happen.
1: I, apparently, this is this is routine for him. He just walks around his yard every Saturday morning and, and just looks at things, and he happens to find this goo. And, and to me, it looked like, um, like, if you could just coagulate Vaseline, that's what it kind of looked like. And so his wife's out there, and she's, like, looking at it like, and my first thought is, is I'm not going to touch it. I'm not leaning over and touching it. And maybe that's the fundamental difference because this 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 video itself kind of looked like it was um not rural. It was definitely like Washington or Oregon. Uh so not like metropolitan area, but walking around the cities that I've had walked around in my life. So Detroit, Boston, uh Charleston, South Carolina. I don't tend to like find things, just goo laying on the ground and go, hmm.
0: what that feels like so what you're saying is you just don't generally walk up to trees and 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 things of that nature and just you know randomly check for star jelly is that what you're trying to say i'm
1: just saying that there's a goo on the ground if you're walking on the sidewalk are you just going to reach down and pick up this jelly
0: well me personally no i'm not gonna no
1: no. It just looks kind of weird. But like I'll
0: get a stick, you know, I'll scrape it in like a baby food jar or something. Have
1: you have you personally done that?
0: Well, no, but I'm just saying if I, you know, I would. If, oh. if I if I should happen upon what I think might possibly be star jelly.
1: So before this research that you may not have known much about star jelly before doing. Wouldn't doing, have went
0: near it. Nope, nope.
1: So that's my that's my first thought.
0: Honestly, I would probably think like a dog yacked it up or something. You know what I mean? mean, Yeah, you know.
1: And even further than that, this lady literally like is looking around for possible solutions as to what this is. And at some point she's like out of ideas on a ground level and she like points the camera upward and lo and behold, there's a hawk like circling overhead. And I swear, I swear to you, she goes, oh, maybe it's from the hawk. What? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a studier of animals. And so I don't know what secretes from hawks, but you know I guess she's just trying to grasp at straws. And finally, and finally she goes, maybe it's star jelly. So she just reaches down and grab it, and it kind of like, like blah, 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 apart.
0: Wait a minute, what did it do? Blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, we wanted to kind of go over some extra stuff that we found because uh, in the duration, um, there were some things that I I know I didn't technically agree with, but regardless. There are some some explanations to some of these cases. Can you agree?
0: Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I I think I, I I think that there might be. Well, I don't want to say I think that there might be. Um, I think that there. I think that star jelly is is you know in fact a, a legitimate you know probably one you know contributing to one of these possible sources. But I do think that some of the other cases, like um, the story with Miss Christian cases like that are really more unexplained um you know especially when you have that that you know science it gives the definition of star jelly as being white or or light gray in color and you know as in as with that case you have you have it in other cases you have it being reportedly purple in color so uh, you know i I think these could possibly possibly be two different different things
1: okay i'm gonna put you on the spot here and ask if you actually read the the possible explanation for that case in particular i did uh, i
0: did with the 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 reprocessing the battery repro reprocessing plant and you know that that, to me that just still doesn't you know definitively say that it was from that plant
1: uh, i think it was though it was a caustic soda with uh
0: That would give the purplish color. That would explain that. But it was two different types of um, an end result. Mrs. Christian's... Is it Christian or Christian's son? I can't...
1: I think I read Christian. We've
0: had a problem with that, like, this whole time with these notes and everything.
1: With the variation in last names on reported last names?
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, her... the, the, The material that she found, the goo that she found was gelatinous whereas when they you know ran these tests and everything the end result of the product that they came up with the byproduct of it was not gelatinous so you know they even tried to replicate this trying to find an answer for it and found out that okay these these two materials they don't match so you know I, I really I don't know I think that I think that these may be two separate two separate things mm. or could they be things that are related but different you know what that's, i mean that's confusing well a little bit but <laughs> i don't know if we talk know. in enough
1: circles then we sound we sound like we have validation
0: you know and i was thinking about what you said too about you know the 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 what you were watching was it something you were watching or listening to
1: oh on youtube yeah, yeah on YouTube. You know, watching, okay yeah. it was you
0: were watching it mm-hmm. um about how you know would i if I if I found something like that, would I go over and touch it, or uh, you know, what would my reaction be? And it, it it just um something that you know I neglected to put earlier in the notes. But um you know going back to 1600 years ago in China, there was an alchemist and a hermit that um his name was uh, was Hung Ji who was known to eat it frequently. And they even, you know, and, and it's, you know, even still used today for making bird's nest soup, this, this type of algae. So, you know, and it wasn't until 2008 when health concerns about using it and eating it, um, you know, really came into light after some restaurants were were selling it in Peru. So, um, you know, I just, I don't, you know, apparently it's not toxic.
1: Well, I think that's. Or at
0: least that kind wasn't.
1: I think to lump all these different things into one is where you could possibly get, get in trouble. Cause we do. That's
0: yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying.
1: We do have a few other ideas on what at least some of these cases may be. Um, the one that I had seen, um, and you kept confusing me in your notes (laughs) because it's not, it's not uh, what you had put initially. What, what, what I had read it was, was, uh, the frog spawn. And when, when they had laid it, when frog, I'm sorry, when frogs lay it in, in the water, uh, each, um, each kind of individual egg is kind of surrounded by this gelatinous thing. And of course, uh, predatory birds will kind of come along and eat it. Uh, and there has been cases, there have been cases rather of, uh, the birds kind of just overeating. What kind of like what I do a lot, just overeat it. And then, uh, they will kind of like puke it all up at, at a different point, like somewhere on the land, maybe or something like that. And then people kind of find it. So
0: you do that a lot.
1: I overeat. I don't, I don't, don't eat frog spawn. T- yeah.
0: <laughs> and the show took a gross turn right about there. <laughs> but then I just call it
1: making room. Making and then I room, And just kind of come back yeah. for seconds. Um, So I think, uh, think of what I had read that magpies and herons uh, have been seen doing this exact thing. So I think that a lot of these uh, could be attributed to that. Um, because I'm just being just being fair. Um, there's another thing that I found that I had actually told you, told you about later on that you hadn't heard of before either. And I'm not going to claim any any type of intelligence regarding this. I simply found it called a is it gnostic or a gnostic commune. And from what I read, it was like a form of algae that can like lay dormant for like thousands of years. Um, some people will say it's possibly like ancient cells That's that kind of like become revitalized with rain now my only problem with that is though is like how many times can it rain in one area before it actually starts blooming exactly and like i said i'm not an expert on this but uh most of the places that these are found aside from maybe texas and i think maybe maybe eastern texas has a little bit more rainfall than western texas But all the other places that we generally have talked about, Scotland, England, um, uh, this particularly actually, uh, this information comes from an Irish Times article from which in my mind, Ireland tends to rain a lot. So if you have a random goo kind of appear and it's this this explanation, how many times has it rained before that, that there was no goo? So what in the rain, is is it like a chemical makeup in the rain? Uh, What kind of conditions make... This Gnostic commune bloom now or not now a hundred years ago, not a hundred years ago so that's that's the only thing that that kind of confused me with with that I guess as an explanation as a whole if that makes sense
0: yeah well and and you know I can buy that to some degree, but on both of those accounts you have where you know they've done tests they've done studies on 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 these on the you know this mysterious substance and You know, how many times have they, um, you know, not been able uh, or been able to show that there was no DNA present? Now, Mm -hmm. whether you're if you're talking, you know, whether it's frog eggs or you're talking that, you know, birds had vomited it up. Or, you know, even if you're talking about, you know, some form of ancient algae, any 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 one of those three, you're still going to have DNA evidence and you know they they've they've studied this and they know that there is in fact no DNA present.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's in some of these cases, you mean? Yeah. Okay.
0: And in, in the ones that they they've actually been able to collect specimens before it, mm-hmm. they have disappeared.
1: So we just want to clarify that uh, of the large collection of star jelly that that you may find walking around. First, we need to go through all these other possible explanations that have been proven. Correct. So whether it be, you know, the frog spawn, possible Gnostic communes, um, slime molds, I believe was another one. Correct. But once we get through this, as with a lot of things in the supernatural community, once you sift through and actually have all these answers for the for sure ones, there are some left that are odd. And that's that, what you're yes, saying.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. I, I think there's just, you know, you examine the, the, the evidence and, and for the cases where they have been able to um, you know, collect the goo. Um, you know, with having no DNA present, you know, you you, you kind of gotta search on those, you know, it it because basically everything, you know, living is gonna have some type of DNA. So what could this possibly be that would have no DNA? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to separate the cases, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh one thing I did not really, really find though, and I was kind of excited for this um, are the, uh, the theories of what it may be. I didn't find anything too crazy. Maybe, maybe I like, I have a certain baseline level of crazy myself. So like, I need to reach that first. And I didn't reach it here. I mean, uh, if, unless you can, unless you can kind of provide me with some of those explanations that are kooky and crazy. No,
0: no, I couldn't really find any either. Um, and, and I don't think there's really been too much, too much study actually done on it. And I don't, I, I, I'm get, kind of getting the feeling that a lot of these cases um, probably go unreported. Mm. Um, You know, people may be passing it off or just not, maybe not even noticing it. You know, maybe it happens more often than we, than we think and just no one notices it.
1: Mm. You know, yeah. because
0: like you said, how many people actually, you know, go out into their, into their yard or, you know, take a stroll around the neighborhood just to see if there's any, random star jelly on the trees or you know what have you
1: yeah that's very true too i mean but that that could be the case for anything i mean if if sasquatch is really alive and walking around i mean the times that people see him are a fraction of the time that he's actually existing well, so that, i mean
0: <laughs> we're gonna talk about bigfoot i mean that's a whole nother that's a whole nother story and i'll just i'll talk about bigfoot all day long because yeah. bigfoot is real
1: yeah you're uh certifying that now
0: well i'm just saying you know yeah. When he, when they, when, he, when they finally figure it out and he's like, you know, finally like, hey, I'm going to be like, I told you guys.
1: Obviously, that's a topic for another show. Obviously. A very long topic. Very long. Topic. Or very short depending on what you believe. Um, the other thing I wanted I wanted to come up with here uh or bring up here is um apparently there have been stories of this substance dating back to the 14th century. And with that kind of history of of reporting or experience with such becomes uh there comes a lot of extra names, so not just star jelly, but I've also found s- star snot,
0: ew,
1: and witch's butter.
0: Well, witch's butter is is better than star snot. Witch's butter, like mom, I found some star snot out in the yard.
1: Like uh, when I first picture ew. witch's butter, is like when you take um, like the uh, margarine out of the the wrapper, and you kind of like roll it around on the ground for a while and then see just see what it picks up and That's to me just that, gross. that kind of that kind of, <laughs> kind of explains to me like what it which is butter may like just, look like in my mind
0: i just had that mental picture you probably don't remember this but back i think it was in the 70s they had the i think it was imperial margarine i i think i can't remember for sure and they had these commercials on tv where like they'd go to open the butter and it would be like oh no it was parquet mm-hmm. it was like parquet i could just see that open it which is butter uh-oh <laughs> Not gonna eat any of that. I don't want that on my toes.
1: Cr- like there's somehow like a small eyeball from a creature in it. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm sorry for the witches out there. Now see, butter. we've
0: ruined butter for everybody now.
1: Anyway, so I don't let you unless you had uh anything else to add.
0: Um, not really though. But what? So based on these on 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 all this. Information. What do you think? Do you, I mean, do you think that, you know, okay, there's a logical explanation for it. It's something in, to do with science. It's, you know, something of that nature. Or do you think that there's more of a, could be more of an extraterrestrial situation going on here?
1: I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. With this one, I don't, I don't feel, and this is just me, I guess. I don't feel that there is. And I think to to sum that idea up. I think someone said it great. Again, another one of those um mysterious YouTube videos that I watched. I can't really remember what it's called right now. Um again, if I find it again, I'll try to post a link on, on one of our show notes or something like that. But the uh the person it was a really well-done video and you could totally tell that it was, you know, sponsored by some somebody like uh like How Stuff Works or something like that. Oh, it, yeah. it wasn't How Stuff Works, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was just kind of going through and talking about uh for the most part kind of like a general idea and he was explaining how the idea of it, you know, coming from meteorites falling yeah, simply was the fact that people seen, you know, meteorites falling or comets falling. And then they would walk over the next hill and then maybe find find star jelly.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. So he had essentially said that, like, it was like a, a one plus one equals two and a kind of like a primitive mindset kind of thing. And I got to agree with him that that. Just because, just because you see a meteor falling you find something on the ground doesn't mean that it came from the meteor True. so uh, I I rarely like to speak in, in infinites uh, but with if I'm going to put an illogical number percentage to it if 85 to 90% are clearly identifiable as any one of these other things that we have discussed um, leaving the small portion unexplained I'd, for me it's a reach to say that it fell from a meteor yeah. Um, other than that, I will relent in saying that I have no idea. I have no real opinion on the next, uh, 80, you know, ten to fifteen percent. But to say that using the medieval logic of we saw a meteor, yeah, uh, it was going this direction. We followed it. We found this. When in reality, I mean, the meteor may look like it fell on the other side of the hill, but it could be on the next hemisphere technically. So, True.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, for me, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one because I do think um, that, I'm trying to think exactly how I want to say this. It does seem odd. I mean, you know, at, as you said, you can chalk probably the majority of it up to these natural occurrences. But for those 10, 15%, whatever it is, I'm not. is, I'm not going to give exact figures. I don't know what those are. But in those cases where you can directly attribute them to, okay, regardless of if it's over that hill or, you know, whatever, if you have a meteorite that, that came falling down and then you have a report of, um, you know, star jelly or, or a mysterious substance being found, that's, that, that's kind of odd. So it, this is kind of what I meant in the beginning. Like when I said, you know, maybe these are two different things or maybe two similar things. That are just coming from different sources. I don't know, I don't know. But it does seem like in a lot of these cases that you have a meteorite known to have fallen in that general area, and then you have the reports of star jelly being found, you know, within that area.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So another thing that really throws me though is the report of the pol- that the policeman gave on how they knew without a doubt. Or they claimed that without a doubt, whatever it was that they saw was a living organism. So, I mean, is this, I mean, granted, we know more scientifically now than we did even just in, in, in the 50s. Um, you know, when these officers had their experience. So was it, you know how like if you took, and, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm, um, you know, making fun of the officers or anything like that. Um, but you know how, like if you took, if you're doing dishes and you squirt your dish soap into the dishwater and Mm -hmm. the bubbles move, um, do you think it could have been a situation like that where they're, they are seeing some type of foreign movement, which then makes them think, oh, hey, this must be a living organism. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know that, that part of it really kind of throws me. But, I mean, barring that, and I don't have an explanation for what they saw. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, was it the same thing that we can contribute to um, frog eggs or bird vomit or ancient algae? You know, I don't know. I I don't know.
1: Kind of in the same boat then. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, having having something that does have kind of a storied past as one of these explanations, and I kind of lump it in... um, with the the raining of different objects so like uh the raining of fish there's been a yeah. couple of times or uh raining i think there was one crazy one of like like meat rained from Which, like yeah. kentucky and, and and sometime in kentucky and this was quite a while ago if i if i'm remembering right and a lot of those have just easy explanations easy, something yes. had happened and and maybe a plane discharged its cargo or something like that um but if you get down to the few that are kind of odd um that that's exactly how i think of it this star kind Gillian of in the same side. terms there yeah, too yep. yeah so other than that i have nothing left
0: it's really it's really a fascinating story
1: it is it is um and I, lo- I like this kind of stuff i mean don't get me wrong i love my conspiracies and i love my oh yeah my deep dives of things that, that just, just just drive you insane to think about just the the innumerable innumerable things that could could be going on in the story but i love these i love these i love cryptids oh yeah i
0: love uh, cryptids
1: uh whether or not i actually ascribe to any one you know belief in any one of these things i don't care i just love stories yeah me too and some of these stories the simple well decently simple decently straightforward ones are the ones i I like i love these so um i like doing the research for it and i i uh, like i like where i am with it um but it, it was just fun to do.
0: Yeah, it's one of those neat little stories that you're just kind of like, you know, it's it, it, it's mysterious. It's it's one of those. Okay, what the heck is this? You know, let's let's. It, could it be paranormal?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably not. I would say probably <laughs> not. But you know, you don't know. You don't know. So
1: I gotta say though that if you're walking down any number of streets in your hometown, and I don't even want to give it a population. Limit here, but if you're in a city, if you're walking walking somewhere in in Brooklyn, and you see Brooklyn. if you see just a clump of goo, just please, just please don't don't touch it.
0: Well, I think you can either take it away. I mean, either don't touch it, or you know, if you're gonna go for walks and you're gonna be looking for this stuff, just you know. Carry a stick in a baby food jar. You know, be, be careful about it. Think don't it let through. your dog eat it. Don't let your dog eat it.
1: That could be bad news Don't bears.
0: feed it to your kids or your little brother or anything like that. Yeah. We're not going to have any of that.
1: I don't know. Alright, well, that about wraps up this episode of the Supernatural Tendencies Podcast but we'd love to know what your opinion of this strange case is. So leave us a comment um, on on the YouTube video that we post this at or on our Facebook page at The Supernatural Tendencies Podcast Again, let us know what you think. If you have any ideas or requests for future podcasts let us know that too.
0: And if you're having paranormal activity or ex- extraterrestrial contact and aren't sure where to turn for help visit me at ChristyJohnsonSadler.com to learn the exact steps to gaining knowledge about your experiences and also what to do about them. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you again
1: next week. Bye.